Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Good afternoon to you. This is Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Mutine. It's six minutes after one o'clock. It's been a busy day in Santon. It started off at about three o'clock in the morning where, uh, you know, the protesters have been calling for the shutdown of Santon. What it did happen. And uh, there was a lot of activity there. In fact, even the uh, uh, Batabile Zamini, former minister of uh, in the presidency of women and children and uh, people living with disability, was also there. She didn't receive a warm welcome. Um, she has been on many, many platforms platforms uh, speaking out against gender-based violence but on this particular occasion they didn't receive her warmly at all. Um, we've been hearing her on many other platforms talk about how she sees the situation and she's been quite vocal about that. We are going to be speaking to the um, JSE where they, the memorandum was handed over by the group uh, I mean it is really a 70 strong group of NGOs NPOs that have come together and wanted to send this memorandum to the the JSE, obviously JSE representing many other companies in South Africa, listed companies in South Africa, and they have a couple of questions. So we're going to be crossing very, very quickly to Nikki Newton-King, who is a CEO of Johannesburg Stock Exchange. A very good afternoon to you, Nikki. Not a good time to be chatting. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. So how did it go, Nikki? I mean, you were right there on the ground. What was the mood like? Look, I think the ladies were expressing frustration, anger, disappointment at, at, at the need for them to have to raise their voice at all about the issues of gender-based uh, violence. Uh, and I completely understand and, and, and respect that. Mm. I mean, the memorandum was quite lengthy. It had a lot of uh, specific details. So they've c- quite tabled out uh, some of the things that they want to be implemented. I'm sure you've had a, Have you had time to look at it? Yeah, but we've had a we've had a, a little bit of an opportunity to look at it, and there, there certainly are things in the memorandum which I think um, make make a lot of uh, a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, looking at at at, at what further could be done about uh, removing glass ceilings for women, yep. uh, uh, developing developing um, employee education programs, you know, aimed at. Uh, at nurturing non-patriarchal values and practices that keep women safe. These are important cultural changes that we can we can really look at influencing by just by by directing the way we yeah. um, uh, focus our HR interventions as corporates. And I, I very much appreciate those. Yeah. There are other things in the memorandum, of course, which are trickier for us to implement. Just give me an example of what you, which well, ones you're well, referring to. Well, a, a request, for instance, that there be a two percent levy on profits. Mm. From all entities to fund uh, to fund uh, the fight against GBV, but 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 I think uh, if one looks beyond the two percent point to the need for funding, mm. that I think there is a lot I, I very much have affinity for, and I think there is an opportunity to have a constructive conversation with business yeah. about how we might look at the various interventions we make, both in, in relation to employee we- wellness and. Yeah. Um, outside that yeah. on things like CSI and say, can we redirect some of that mm-hmm. towards these issues? Because uh, there is no doubt that it is completely shameful that this uh, is the lived experience of women 25 years into our democracy. I mean, this unfortunately lands on your doorstep. You are a woman and it lands with you. And they are saying, you know, 3.3% of JSE listed companies uh, are women CEOs is too little in comparison to what obviously the other gender as representation is. And they're obviously leaving it to you. Just 
an insider's question though, Nikki, when you have, you know, board meetings and so on, do you get the sense that there is empathy for, for this kind of um, outcry? Is there empathy? Because part of the things that is listed on this, on this memorandum is silence. They're saying, why is corporate South Africa silent? I don't think corporate South Africa is silent at all. Um, I, think the, I think there are a couple of things to focus here. Firstly, my experience is there's a lot of empathy and, in fact, recognition for the, for the, for the advantage that diversity brings to a business. So mm. there is, in fact, every incentive for corporates to look at increasing diversity, both in relation to gender, in relation to race, but also in relation to qualifications and, 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 and the like. That's the first thing. The second thing is just look at the JSE itself. We, as an exchange of implemented listings requirements that require every single listed company to have a policy on gender diversity at the board. Now, as soon as you have a policy, uh, we don't set the targets. The yeah. boards can set their own targets. But as soon as you have a policy, you're, you're requiring companies to publish, and therefore they'll be held ha- accountable by the stakeholders, publish their strategies on on um, uh, on gender diversity at board level. And once things get measured, they get done. So I think that's a dif- that, 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 that is certainly already making a difference. I think the other thing to focus on is just look at the JSC ourselves. Okay, we are a 400-odd organization, 52% female, 60% of our executives are women. Mm. I'm obviously a female. Mm. My successor is a female. Our mm. board chairman is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a woman. So you can make massive differences mm. in the gender representativity by being targeted and deliberate about finding uh, skills that are out there. But you then have to extend the way you think about where you hire from and how you create an environment that is attractive for those people to stay in the workplace. Nikki Newton-King is the CEO of JSE. She's with me in conversation. You're more than welcome to give us a call on 0891-104-207. Hashtag SAFM Life Happens. 13 minutes after 1 o'clock, it is Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Modena. We're looking into Santon shutdown. They started picketing at about 3 o'clock this morning. They were headed to the JSE and they have delivered the memorandum uh, to Nikki Newton-King, who represents the JSE as a CEO of the JSE. She joins me now on the line. Nikki, you know, one of the difficulties with, with handing over a memorandum in this manner, uh, you just, you know, I asked you earlier about the silence that is in the memorandum. So they are saying that, you know, corporate South Africa is silent. Island, you're saying absolutely not. You just have to look at the detail of what it is that corporate South Africa is doing. For me, part of the problem here is that once a memorandum is is handed over, it's almost in a hostile manner. This whole engagement is a bit, it's quite hostile. There isn't an opportunity to sit down and actually discuss things proactively and see if we all meet each other, you know, halfway. Is it something that you guys can think of, maybe inviting this group at a table to sit clearly and maybe chart a way forward together? Nikki, Nikki are you still there? Oh, okay. What a pity. Nikki Newton-King, she is a CEO of the JSE. We lost her there. And um, for me, I think the uh, the whole idea is, yes, you know, visually, it's it's quite compelling seeing these visuals of, of the march and so on. Yes, the memorandum was handed over, but it would be nice to, to see whether they meet each other halfway, what the response is and so on. So to charting a way forward, we're all invested in all of this. So it really would be nice to see whether... Going forward, will there be engagements between all parties? That's for me, would be the winning prize. Okay, let's take your calls on 0891-104-207. Miles Budu, good afternoon to you, Miles. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Pamela, for taking my call. Thank you. 
Look, from where I'm standing as a veteran ex-offender and a prisoner's rights activist, that has also took into account the rights of victims of crime and violence. Yes. We remain of the opinion that Corporal South Africa, um, you know, were never, never lobbied to make use of their budget in the Corporal Social Responsibility to make a contribution to the very same communities that enrich them, okay? Mm-hmm. Because there hasn't been a concerted effort, a concerted movement that must remind them and keep them on their toes, mm. you know. And I know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, they went to the right address, but one is wondering mm-hmm. whether this thing started from the tail or maybe from the head. Yeah. These organizations are all over the place. You know, they are non-profitable organizations. Others are individuals. Mm. Others are called. And and. After today, it will be news for a few days and everything will just disappear into yeah. thin air. You know what, Miles? I I really agree with you there in the sense that, as I was saying, you know, visually, it's quite compelling. We feel a bit uplifted that something is being done. But I am concerned about going forward. There was a summit. Nothing came of it. In fact, when the president addressed some of the things that are required, it seemed like the summit had never happened because there wasn't, you know, a connecting the dots of some of the things and the milestones that needed to be made. Similarly with this, I think this is a memorandum. I worry that this conversation is not going to be sustained going forward. Here is the advice, Pamela, yeah. in order for, well, I hope they are listening. Yes. We operate too much as islands and each and everyone wants to have this egoism, chip on shoulders mm-hmm. and so on. And the, and the course is common. Mm-hmm. Here is the advice. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how about this organization coming, all of them coming together and consider the establishment of a mass victims' rights movement in this country because the rights of victims and victims of crime and criminals and violence is not spoken about you don't even find a a chapter a section a subsection and a paragraph in the constitution that specifically outline the rights of the victims of crime and violence now what bill clinton did many years ago in his first term of office he called in all the sectors in America, yeah. from health, mental health, from media, from prosecutions, correction services, from unions, to say to them, look, I'm giving you all the resources you want that you go for five years into your sector, education, social development, you know, you go into your sector and do research about the plight of the victims mm-hmm. of crime in your sector Mm. you can be a lecturer and you become a a victim of crime Mm. by being intimidated by your Mm. students or or whatever whatever. Mm. and then after five years they did that and they came back under one roof and they prepared a document and came out with a document called um, uh, the new directions victims assistance in the 21st century Mm. now i hope these organizers of the shutdown today are listening so that we can sit down and use that document in order to establish a massive victims rights movement that will be bigger and more powerful than any political party in this country and push the issues of the rights of the victims of crime and criminals. I mean, thanks for that, Miles. Your contribution is really valuable. And I just don't want to make our our tone, you know, erode the work that was done today. I think it's very important for us to acknowledge what take what took place today. It's important that at least we acknowledge the first steps. Yes, I think all of us need to contribute in how we go forward. And I think 
those suggestions exactly are all welcome. It's all of our business. It's not just one person's business. This is just the beginning. So let's just, you know, pull together and, and discuss what needs to happen now. 891 You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. We're discussing the sentence shutdown, which took place today, and uh, they had uh, gathered from three o'clock this morning. And the whole idea was to bring attention to gender-based violence and what corporate South Africa is going to do. They handed over a memorandum, and uh, I'll read you the details of the memorandum just now. But let's go straight to the cause. I've asked you to call in 0891-104-207. Let's go to Don. You're calling us from Durban, Don. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good Thanks afternoon. for the opportunity. Sure. I've been around for over 60 years, and uh, I never once in my entire life had the need or felt the need to lift my hand to a woman. Mm. So I feel that men that do it are just absolutely pathetic. Mm. And I totally support any move to to combat uh, violence, uh, gender violence. Mm. One thing I cannot understand, if I had to look at the entire country, Mm -hmm. the least place, I'd expect gender violence to be prevalent as a rule would be in the Santon Business District. I would see it in the city centres. I would see it in in in, in areas where where um, family families have broken down. Now, I I support whatever the girls do, but I feel that to do it in Santon was opportunist and misplaced. I would have had much more respect for these girls if they met in the inner city areas where, the, where, where, where prostitution is rife and women are being exploited. Then I would have said, these girls are tough. But it's opportunist to go to the, to the areas of Santon where it's least possible uh, and, and, and disrupt there. They, in my opinion, they've lost support. Let me read you the memorandum and maybe let's start there so that we can all be on the same page about why they went to Santon. They went to Santon because the JSE is stationed in Santon. This entire memorandum was for the JSE and JSE listed companies. And that's the reason they went there. So they were not going there, uh, I suppose, to just march. The idea was to hand over to JSE and the JSE is situated in Santon. Does that change anything for you? If, no. Well, I can understand if, if, if they're asking for money, but I've worked for charities where big companies have given a lot of money to charity, but you don't go to them and disrupt their business to get their money. You just don't do that. So I understand them wanting to give it to big business, but it's almost them saying, you big business, you are raping us, you big business are... are, are Don, I promise to read some of it. Okay, I'll tell you what they're asking. They're saying to big business, they're saying, make it more um, accessible. Make make the table bigger. They're saying the C-suite is not uh, occupied by women. They're saying... 3.3% 3.3% of the JSE-listed companies have only women sitting at the table. They want that to change. So this is very much directed at the JSE. They're saying, of your uh, of your members, would you make sure that, for instance, if women have to uh, go home late, transport is provided for them? So there are specific details that speak directly to JSE-listed companies. Does that change anything for you? If we are talking about violence against women yep. and who's perpetrating it, as opposed to whether there's equal pay for, for the gender. Yes, it's also totally, here. Two totally different things. So I was under the impression this was all about violence to women. So somebody else then is is hijacking 
the real reason, the crime statistics against women and making it a gender parity thing. And that is wrong. That is changing the whole thing. There are reasons why, why um, you, you know, it, it, it's, it's like affirmative action to a certain extent. It is big companies are desperate to have women and, 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 and previously disadvantaged people part of their thing. There's absolutely no reason why not. They just cannot, they, when they interview, they cannot find enough people. So for that, they're being punished. I, I'm not, you know what, I, I'm not in a big company. I've got my own little business. I employ 12 people. And, and uh, so maybe I'm speaking out of turn. All I'm saying is I think, I think general, there's a slight disconnect. Just judging from how Nikki Newton-King responded, she, she definitely feels that some of the stuff that is here can be implemented and should be implemented. So I think, you know, you, you are on the opposite completely. The big business itself is acknowledging that they could do more. And, and the details that are here are things that speak directly to them, how they treat um, a grievance, for instance, uh, a, 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 a grievance from, from somebody who feels that they were, uh, I don't know, you know, harassed in the workplace and so on. So those are the kind of details that are here, and those are directed at business. But but I I, I see that. Yeah. But if if you if you want to go to the root cause, yeah. you have to go to the government. The government is the are the people that supply mm. security. So if they were marching, even if even if it wasn't in the city, Joba, Jeppe, mm. where, where where things are burnt down, mm-hmm. even if it was to the union buildings, I'd support them. Yeah. Because it's the government that has to be held accountable, yeah. not the JC. If they Don. want help from the JSC, don't aggravate them. I'm taking too much of your time now. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Don, calling us from Durban. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right, it is now four minutes to one thirty, and uh, we've got Sashni Naidu, who is now on the ground. He is our reporter from the SABC. Session, good afternoon to you. What's the mood like on the ground there in Santon? Hi, good afternoon. Well, it was uh, quite a busy morning today where things kicked off at around 3 o'clock this morning with hundreds of women and men coming out, you know, just to voice their concern about gender-based violence in the country and how bad it is getting uh, at this current moment. However, now things to, uh, I mean, things seem to have been, uh, you know, coming down and so on as people start dispersing because that memorandum of demand, uh, you know, as you said a bit earlier, um, was actually uh, handed over. Mm-hmm. So things are actually getting a bit quieter now in Santon as most of the protesters are actually dispersing as we speak. I mean, we, we saw a slight, I don't know, tension between the organizers and the ANC. Would you give us a bit more details on that? Yes, that is correct. Well, uh, earlier on at around 6 o'clock this morning, uh, you know, the organizers of the protest were all directly in front of uh, the JSE where they were staging their uh, their picket and then we you know a group of ANC Women's League members did come in along with uh, Batabile Dlamini and uh, things uh, j- did get uh, you know a bit hostile nothing too bad or anything of that nature mm. but the organizers of the group felt that uh, the ANC Women's League was actually trying to hijack uh, you know this this protest so to say mm. however an agreement was was reached and, and things seemed to have calmed down and nothing really got out of hand or anything like that. I mean, we spoke to the CEO of the JSE from where you were sitting. Did you find that this was well received? Yes, it did seem that uh, the CEO, uh, Nikki Newton-King, handled things quite well. Uh, You know, it does seem that uh, she is willing to to, uh, take these, uh, these demands quite seriously. 
And uh, hopefully uh, we will get a proper response from them over the next few days as to what they plan as the JSE to do. Because, you know, trying to get all companies uh, listed on the JSE to actually pay a 2% levy isn't an easy task, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to pull off. But I'm sure some kind of an agreement will be reached uh, at the end of the day. So, Session, do we know what the group's uh, plans are going forward? We've had this now. This was, I think, by all accounts, successful. It got the media attention. It got everybody looking that direction. Do we know where, what they want to do going forward? Well, we do know that uh, this isn't a one-time thing. You know, protests like this have been going on for years. I mean, for months, if not years as well. So they say that uh, they are going to continue their fight for uh, against, actually, gender-based violence because they say it is getting extremely out of hand. In the last fiscal year, if I'm not mistaken, there were 2,771 uh, women that were murdered uh, at the hands of, of men uh, as a result of gender-based violence. So they say this is extremely unacceptable. And, uh, you know, the government, as well as... Uh, you know, other parties need to play a role in trying curbing this. However, their main uh, their main uh, target is actually government, where they say stricter laws and so on needs to be uh, implemented so that these kind of perpetrators who who perpetrate these sexual crimes against women, children, as well as the LGBTIQ community, LGBTQI community, uh, you know, are held accountable. And uh, they are saying if strict and harsh sentences are imposed. It will be a deterrent in some way. So that's basically what they are actually hoping for. Thanks very much, Session Naidu, who's out in Santon uh, for the set shutdown. Santon, he gives us the very latest there. Let's go quickly to Utsi Lesaku and get the very latest in full uh, in the headlines. It's now one thirty.